Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. Happy Monday to you. Well, we're in the dead of uh, the dog days of summer, although we still have some uh, College World Series. We've got uh, NBA Finals uh, parade today, had the parade. Aaron, I don't know if you've seen any of that. We had uh, Clay, some funny stuff with Clay and Draymond. I don't want to shock anybody, but Draymond was up there dropping some expletives. You know, for a for a guy whose family and his own wife get so upset with all the expletives dropped by the Boston crowd, I've never seen a man use so many expletives. <laughs> That's Aaron, you're not a you're not a you're a guy that spent some time in a pool hall. Hmm. You you are you're used to some coarse talk, mm-hmm. but but you're you rarely now occasionally you've gotten mad at me <laughs> and ripped off a few expletives. Okay, fortunately off the air this has happened, but I mean this is really uh, interesting, and I do love that. And I was hoping you saw this, Aaron. I may send it to you if you haven't seen it, but. Clay Thompson gets up there, first of all, now he may have been drunk, but he was wearing a sailor's hat and and, and like a Navy sailor's hat type thing, or like a skipper, uh, wore on Gilligan's uh, Island. And, and while Draymond was talking, there were shots of Clay just yawning real big, like he was very sleepy and did not care anything what Draymond was saying. And then he gets up in front of the the massive crowd there for this parade and says something to the effect of, hey, really nice, really nice maturity there, Draymond. Basically gets on to Draymond for throwing down some expletives. I loved it. I loved it. Because Draymond now fancies himself as the greatest podcaster. Aaron, a year ago today... <laughs> That's your buddy's fault. He's the one that put I, him on the network. I know. No, it's actually a really good podcast. It's very entertaining. I got to tell you, a year ago they were trying to, Colin Cowherd was trying to, he made no bones about it, he was trying to buy my podcast. And, of course, as only I could, we screwed it up and asked for too much <laughs> money. And now they've got Draymond's podcast, and it's like the most popular NBA podcast in the world. I mean, we're not we're not – we're not that far removed from him desperately trying to buy the Mosley podcast that I do with Ed Werder, the Doomsday podcast. And I, oh, Aaron, you may be stuck with me forever. I, I, I had a chance to ride off into the sunset with a Colin Cowherd podcast, and I messed it up. It's okay. I like I like doing this, and I like talking Baylor Athletics, there's so much to talk about. Also, over the weekend, College World Series. Aaron, if I'm not mistaken, the Oklahoma Sooners are now going to be playing for a right to be in the championship series. 
The way I read this is tomorrow at about 1 o'clock Central Time, Central Texas Time, the Sooners will be playing the Fighting Irish of Notre, Notre Dame. And that will be for the right to go to the championship series. Aaron, also in the loser's bracket, the Texas A&M Fighting Aggies, the Texas Aggies, took down the Texas Longhorns. And they did it in dramatic fashion. Ten to two. Not even Ivan Melendez, the Hispanic Titanic, could make up for what happened there. And even when they had a high leverage situation in the fifth or sixth inning, they got the bases loaded. Aaron, it was that uh, guy that transferred in from Stanford. Polish, Palish, Tyler Palish, who came in and just snuffed them out. Boom. And sat those Longhorns down. Texas has a – I'll always be respectful of what the Longhorns have done in, in terms of how many times they've been I think it's now 38 times or 39 times, maybe 38 times to the College World Series. Aaron, the shocking part is you would think if you'd been to the College World Series 38 times or 39 times, how many times do you think, Aaron, you would have won the whole thing if you had been basically to half of the World Series? I mean, I think they've had about 70 or 80 of these things, and, and University of Texas has been to half of them, which is, by the way, extremely impressive. I don't mm-hmm. want the Longhorns to hear this and go, oh, Mosley's beating up on the Longhorns. No, no, no. I, would I trade the Baylor baseball history for the Texas baseball history in a heartbeat? Yes, absolutely. But, Aaron, how many times off the top of your head, how, if you care to hazard a guess, how many World Series, College World Series, have the Longhorns won? Ooh. Five. I think it's only six. It's either five or six. <laughs> Most times when you ask questions, you should know the answer. <laughs> um, and Aaron, by the way. Whoa, whoa. You know what that means. It is time for some breaking news has come across our desks, I think some of this, maybe our own Kevin Longquist had some of this. Aaron, what do we have on the agenda, and what does this involve? I smell a little college football news coming. <laughs> what do we have, Aaron? Your, your senses are spot on today. Baylor football with two commitments this afternoon. It's been a busy couple of weeks, three commitments last week. Um, and two more today. First, Franklin uh, running back and defensive back Bryson Washington committed to Baylor. He actually f- changed his commitment from SMU. He had committed to SMU last week, and he is now committed to Baylor. He uh, had 13 total offers, according to 247 Sports, including Arkansas, TCU, Texas Tech, Houston, and uh, he has changed his commitment today from SMU to Baylor. He had 165 rushing yards and three touchdowns on offense and five and a half tackles on defense in the state championship game when Franklin beat Gunter and his list of all districts and all states uh, is just too long to list, but he was first team all state defensive back uh, as a sophomore. He is just uh, an incredible player and has been a key part of Franklin's back to back appearances 
in state title games, including last year when they won. So that's the first one, Bryson Washington, who I think is probably going to play defensive back uh, in college, has committed to Baylor after originally committed to SMU. The other is um, LaGrange defensive lineman Jaron Woods. He picked Baylor over a bunch of offers also, including Texas, Auburn, California, Texas Tech. He's a 6'4", 265-pound defensive lineman from LaGrange. So a couple of commitments. I think that's 14 and 15 for the Bears in this recruiting cycle for the 2023 class. Well, LaGrange is a storied high school program. Franklin, I mean, my gosh, what they've done is very impressive as well. Aaron, I got to say, I don't want to say it had anything to do with it, but I might have shown up at Franklin High School last week. At the end of last week, might have been walking the halls of Franklin High School. All right? And, um, you know, just might have said a few things, visited with a few folks, and uh, voila. No, I can't claim anything on this one. Most of my high school gear right now is China Spring and Lake Highlands. Would love some Valley Mills. Still have still have not secured any Valley Mills state state title gear. Also looking for some Crawford state title gear. All right, I've got to get my hands on that. But boy, I tell you, China Spring, Aaron, they came with the those Columbia blue colors. Beautiful. Lagrange though is I go back and I think of, oh man, who was that? Somebody will text in and tell us the who was the head coach at. LaGrange back in the oh late 80s, early 90s, when they were winning state titles. His name was Hugh, his first name. I don't think he's still with us, sadly. But he was awesome. Hugh was his first name. And, and, and that's when LaGrange got on my radar. So if you can land a Franklin kid and a LaGrange, now that's good stuff. Now, I've been monitoring, Aaron, to get some uh, – had some good Baylor camps recently. I've had some friends who've shown up at those camps. Always want to, Aaron, give credit to uh, uh, our, our man, Kevin Longquist, brings, has a lot of this good recruiting news out there, and he writes for Rivals.com, Sikkim Sports. I hate to admit that, Aaron, every time I say uh, that I've had somebody from Sikkim Sports, you can imagine it confuses some of our coworkers. And they think I'm referencing another Sikkim. Oh yeah. No, yeah. the 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 uh, the problem is Baylor's copyrights. They should have signed me up because I did go to law school to defend their copyrights. They got seven different people named Sikkim something. Like, how can you not have that copyrighted? How can just every anybody out there wants to start something and call it Sikkim? Now I better watch out, Aaron, because at some point I had a. A podcast called the Growl Tow, the Growl Tow podcast, or something along those lines. And boy, that got that. And I don't think Baylor has that copyrighted. But as I say this, I'll, they'll somehow point to some old copyright. But Daryl Lanus, are you listening out there? How did we not protect our brand more over the years? Daryl's driving off the road. I'm kidding, Daryl. Daryl's unbelievable marketing guy, marketing genius at Baylor over the years. And Daryl taught a class at Baylor for a long time and did a great job for many, many years 
going back all the way to the Grant Taff era, 70s, 80s. Darrell Lanus, great guy. In fact, I ran into him out at some kind of golf gathering where I was speaking. And Aaron, I was sharing some stories, and I noticed this man, you know, who obviously kind of knew some things, and, and he was weighing in as well. And then it, I realized later it was Darrell Lanus, the very famous Baylor marketing guru over the years it is the matt mosley show it is espn central texas aaron that gets me excited some baylor commits to 2003 we got i got to get a hold of um longquist now and find out aaron who the uh, where this puts the bears in the 2023 rankings aaron the all-important 2023 recruiting rankings <laughs> It's very important. I know people live and die by this stuff. Now, Aaron and I, we like it, and we try to bring you the news, but we do not wake up every morning desperately trying to find out who Baylor is recruiting in 2023. But when somebody commits, we do get excited. Now, what I'm fascinated with for 2024, Aaron, I Baylor offered some kid from uh, – a Midland private school. Now, he's a big guy, big, big arm dude. I'm always fascinated with like how many quarterback offers are out there. Aaron, what if all of a sudden, like four or five of these guys committed to the Bears, and then they had like four quarterbacks? I don't, you know, I don't quite, I don't totally understand the process because some years it seems like they zero in on somebody that they know they like. And they got a good chance to get, but they don't, you know, this year, from what I can tell, they've already offered at least like three or four 2024 quarterbacks. Now, one of them is DJ Lagway. Aaron, have you seen a picture? I I think I said on the air about, because it was after that big barbecue we had down there. I think I told you about running into Derek Lagway's son, DJ Lagway. Now, he is a 2024 class guy. Aaron, he is as physically an imposing high school player of anybody I've ever seen, probably dating back to Odell James, who came out of Houston Aldine uh, and was one of the Baylor's greatest all-time recruits. Didn't work out for Odell once he got to Baylor. Had a knee injury at some point. It wasn't the right offense. Who knows? Had several coaches. It just didn't work out. But Odell was awesome in high school. And this DJ Lagway is from Willis, Texas. Willis High School. Guess who else was from there, Aaron? None other than Derek Lagway, his own father. His father was a bruising. Probably, you know, was more of a fullback. But they handed the ball off to him. He ran over a lot of people, scored plenty of touchdowns, played for some rough Baylor teams back in about 1997, 98, somewhere in there, 99. But Derek Lagway was a monster of a man. His son, usually these guys grow into things. Now, another offer went out over the weekend, Aaron, um, since I'm talking college recruiting, and it was the son – of another guy, Aaron, you'll remember this guy's name, who played uh, early 90s, mid-90s, um, on some 
yeah, decent Baylor teams back then. Martin Dossett. He was a track star. Martin Dossett's son received an offer from the Bears following one of these camps this weekend. Good kid, uh, big guy, actually bigger than his dad already from what I can tell. Don't know if he has his dad's speed. Martin Dossett had Clyde Hart track speed. Played, oh, Martin Dossett I think played wing, uh, flanker, wide receiver for the Bears. But but you look at his dad now, Aaron, he's all built up. Looks like he's been in the weight room. But back then, Martin Dossett was quite a track star uh, for the Bears. But his son was uh, was offered. So lots of legacies out there. And I think that is, uh, that's a fun part of it. All right, we'll continue to bring you more. We'll have more of this talk in Campus Confidential today. Uh, next, though. Uh, a gentleman who did a got an exclusive with Dave Aranda for twenty four seven, and I wanted to we we tracked him down and we're going to visit with him. Some really intriguing stuff that came out of this interview with Dave Aranda. That's next. What a year for Baylor athletics! And Baylor ends Oklahoma's unbeaten season. The Bears snap the Sooners' winning streak at seventeen. Baylor wins in Big 12 play over Oklahoma, 27-14 the final score. It just means more when you beat a team like Oklahoma. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. At UBO Business Services, we understand the digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation series. You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com slash KRZI. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas, and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. 
Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we push to the side for something shiny and new. But now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks, whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20-year-old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again. Get it dressed up again. And let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray and bed liners. We have it at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Calmet Aerospace in Waco is holding their weekly on-site hiring event. Every Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., Calmet Aerospace will conduct on-the-spot interviews and making offers to qualified candidates that day. Bring a current resume and be ready to interview. Entry-level production to experienced roles, as well as professional positions are available. Great pay and benefits starting day one. Can't make it? Apply online anytime at howmet.com slash Waco Careers or WacoHR at howmet.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Texas goes 0-2 in the College World Series in the first team out. OU stays unbeaten, getting past Notre Dame 6-2. Today in the College World Series, Auburn and Stanford in the early elimination game, followed by Ole Miss and Arkansas tonight. New York Giants linebacker Justin Hillard was suspended two games for violating the league's policy on performing enhancing substance. Former Cowboys Nate Newton was inducted into the Black College Football Hall of Fame for his time at Florida A&M. On hand was former teammate Troy Aikman. Astros wrapped up the series with the White Sox with a 4-3 win. Astros have the day off before starting a series with the Mets at home tomorrow night. Rangers lose their series to the Tigers, dropping yesterday's game 7-3. Rangers with the day off before starting a series hosting the Phillies tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley show on a Monday. Thank you, Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, for all you do. I got that Grand Cherokee right now, Laredo, running really well, right purring right up and down the road. Chris Hummer uh, is uh, joining us now for 24-7 Sports. And, Chris, good to uh, good to have you back on the program and i i thought about you i saw you uh spent a little time a little q a with coach dave aranda a man who in the off season does not like to do a lot of media so good for you for tracking dave down i mean the man's usually hold up devising all sorts of uh, blitzes creepers all of that chris is that when you sit down and do a, a visit with dave do you feel like you uh, you learn a lot and uh, and and have a little bit when you come away from those things? Do you feel like you you have a little uh, uh, kind of like a a master's degree in in defense? <laughs> yeah, it's, I think I think I'll speak for anybody's 
media perspective, when you interview Dave Aranda, you get a different sort of answer than you would from any other coach. Most coaches, I mean, from every, really from every perspective, he's an open book compared to other coaches, but particularly from a scheme standpoint, most coaches, if you ask them a question about scheme, will give you nothing, like literally nothing. Dave Aranda will dive as deep into it as you want. It feels like maybe not about the specifics of what Baylor's running against the team. It's playing that weekend, but like I asked him about creeper defenses um, and he went into it a little bit, which is what Baylor runs and what Georgia ran so well. And it's run of the national championship and he dove right in. So yeah, I feel like I get smarter every time I talk to Dave Aranda. Yeah. Uh, it's, he's kind of a remarkable guy in that respect. And it's, it's funny because I don't think he loves doing media, but he he's actually really good at it, and um, um, and so it's it's an interesting uh, uh, thing going for him. I, I thought this was interesting what he said about uh, Gary Bohannon, and you um, you you brought it up, and and you you know this is after you kind of talked about Shapen and what Shapen brings, but a lot of people kind of thought about Dave Aranda could have waited and. And, and, you know, maybe uh, – uh, but he, he wanted to make a very quick decision for whoever lost the quarterback battle. And in this case, it ended up being Gary Bohannon. And I thought the – and you brought it up with him. And I, I, I think the um, answer he gave is revealing, and it just shows how much sort of compassion and empathy – and he talks about it, but it, it really is nice to see it in practice – Chris, you you've been doing this for a while now. Is this this is pretty rare, isn't it, in terms of how uh, Dave Aranda chose to handle this announcement and 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 sort of even giving his reasoning behind it? Yeah, I mean, I think you see a lot of t- coaches talk about empathy and doing the right thing with their players, um, but maybe it doesn't actually occur in practice um, because ultimately this is a business and they're looking at their bottom line. And especially with quarterbacks in this era, you're trying to protect your room as much as you can. And, and this case, Dave Aranda said nothing. I, I don't believe he said during spring ball at some point that he would try to do right by his quarterbacks. He just went ahead and did it. He didn't announce it. Um, the only reason we even knew um, this situation occurred is because it was reported through the media. I believe second 365 had the scoop that Shapen would start. And then the next day, Gary Bohannon was in the portal because Dave Aranda gave him a heads up. And it's just a really rare thing in college football. Um, Coaches often protect themselves ahead of their players. And in this case, Dave Aranda backed up exactly what he says all the time about how he runs his program. And I, I think the decision speaks volumes about the type of person Dave Aranda is for sure. Talking to Chris Hummer from 24-7 Sports about a uh, story he did and talking to Dave Veranda. Um, I thought it was interesting what he said about Shapen in maturity. Uh, he thinks leadership-wise he's going to be able to kind of elevate some of the uh, skill players. I mean, I this, this team is stacked in some areas on the O-line, the defensive line. You alluded to it. But seemingly inexperienced and thin – at, at wide receiver. Uh, I thought that was interesting what he said about Shapen. It, it seemingly, this guy has the the ability to lift these people around him. He also talked about the need to run the ball to throw it instead of what they were doing last year, throw it to be able to run it. And um, and I, I get the feeling reading this 
that that he you know his his determination and belief in this O line now is hey we are gonna run it no matter what you try to line up and then we'll throw off of that. Um, what 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 was your what is that kind of what your takeaway was and and what do you think this is gonna look like because you have a you have a really talented quarterback. But it sounds like they're going to use the pass off of the run, and that'll make that that seems to be where Dave is going to be more comfortable. Yeah, I thought it was. I actually thought it was pretty interesting because Baylor. I mean, obviously, just watching them last year, they were one of the better rushing attacks in college football. I think they're a top ten unit in terms of yards per rush. Um, at times, I felt like that was the only effective part of the offense, especially when things got difficult. But it, it sounded like to me it was a challenge to the offensive line more than anything. He was saying last year they were having uh, essentially throw to run, so they were trying to get this defense out of alignment. They were trying to take a player out of the box so they could run the ball and establish that um, to allow that part of the game plan to blossom. I kind of thought with all the experience back in the offensive line and some of the success we at least saw statistically running the ball last year, he would look at that as a dominant unit heading into 2022. At least the impression I got, and I could be very wrong, is he was challenging that unit to lead the offense and kind of shepherd along some of the younger pieces, including, like, to an extent, Blake Shapin. And I realize Blake has been in some really big situations in his career, including starting the Big 12 championship game last year. But it, it seemed to me like he was almost, like, issuing a challenge, like, this unit's bringing back more than 8,000 career snaps. It's a ton. Like, this is a unit that should propel the team forward. Yeah, I, 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 you know, talk looking at some of the things he talked about. I, I also think what's remarkable about him is how like introspective he can be. In, in, introspective, like he he admits to being a what do you call it? Kind of a machine when he was at LSU, more of like the scientist. This guy really liked being out of the limelight. And one of the things he's loved about Baylor is I, I think it gave him a chance. And Chris, I may, you know, you may have a different opinion, but to to kind of come into the limelight, but not at some monstrous place like LSU that can like eat you alive. Um, you can win a national title and be gone two seasons later. Um, same at some of these other opportunities. I mean, I. It, it, he seems to be the rare coach that doesn't have that ego that when some of these jobs came open, whether it be LSU or Oklahoma or wherever, that it, I, I, I think Baylor fans were rightly concerned about all those jobs opening up. But maybe they shouldn't have been because this guy is, I just don't think he was wired to like be striving for those kinds of jobs. Like, I, I think in some ways this Baylor situation he sees as a great fit. And this was well before they decided to lock him up. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Just, and, I mean, he was a popular name in the coaching cycle, as, as you all know, just, like, being in Waco. Like, he was brought up for the LSU job. Like, his name was, like, thrown around as a possibility some, for some West Coast jobs. Um, USC. Yeah, uh, USC. Sure, and, like, yeah, if UCLA had come open, like you would have definitely heard his name mentioned there too. And I, I think I think you're spot on. Just like talk, talking to people around coaching, talking to athletic directors and agents, like I think 
Dave Aranda is like just very self-aware of where he fits, like culturally, like his personality, where he fits. I don't know, as you said, if the best position for him would be with his personality would be being in front of a fan base like an LSU, but is very intense, needs their head coach to be very responsive. You have to put out a lot of fires. You have to deal with a lot of things outside of your bubble. Whereas Baylor, as we've seen recently, I think three top 10 finishes in the college football playoff era um, gives you the opportunity to compete, but also comes with a bit of a more insulated feel. Um, part of that's the town size of Waco. Part of that's just the situation of where they're at, the size of the alumni base, what have you. Like it's an excellent situation in terms of investment in the athletic department and the opportunity to win, but it maybe doesn't come with some of the responsibilities and pressures of other places. So I, I'm in totally agreement with that. I think from that perspective, it fits Dave Aranda and his personality perfectly. Chris Hummer, uh, 24-7, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. Chris, uh, as these new schools get set to arrive next year and, and Oklahoma and Texas get ready to go, when, when we talk about sort of the power vacuum of the conference and just dealing with football here, is Baylor in as good a position as any of these schools, or do you give like OSU, Texas Tech, or any of the you know just the fact that the state schools maybe you know maybe a little more money? How do you um, how do you kind of break it down when you start considering who's going to kind of take over and who has the chance to kind of be? the dominant uh, force in this conference. Where do you, where do you see Baylor in that mix? Yeah, if we just, I mean, if we just take a surface level measurement, so I'm not including a different era of college football um, where NIL payments are going out of the wazoo or like players are straight up getting paid. I'm just, I'm going to take this from a surface level perspective of the infrastructure in place, a commitment to winning and the ability to recruit. I think Baylor's in as good a shape as anybody. I think like, I think the big Metroplex schools, like the TCUs, the Houston, I mean Metroplex in terms of city sizes, are in excellent shape. So TCU, Houston, I think UCF is going to be really good, but maybe geographically they don't fit the league quite as well. Um, I think Texas Tech with Joey McGuire there has a chance because of the way Joey McGuire is going to recruit. But Baylor, given the recent success it's had, given that they have a head coach in place who's proven he can be there long-term, Mac Rhodes has proven to be one of the best athletic directors in the country without much question. I think Linda Livingstone has shown a commitment to athletics as well, um, both in terms of the investment. So when you consider all of those factors and the fact that Baylor's already proven it can win, I think I think it's definitely in position to win titles when the shift happens. I, I don't know who the dominant team's going to be, but I feel very comfortable saying Baylor will definitely be in the mix to be one of the better teams in the year in and year out, as long as Dave Aranda is likely still there and. They're recruiting. I think the recruiting does need to tick up a little bit. I think Baylor has been in the 30s or so. It has a higher ceiling than that. And part of that's just some of the targets Dave Aranda does long term with projections. But if that recruiting continue to tick up a little bit, I think Baylor's in excellent shape. Well, part of it's the collective with these schools. Like, how much money are they going to spend on each of these classes? I mean, Ohio State's Ohio State, but even before the money came in. And then they got their coach saying, we got to basically come up with $13 million a year in NIL money, I think is what he said recently. So uh, you're, you're right to bring up the NIL because it's not a perfect level playing field. Never was, 
but it's even less so now. And so it's kind of fascinating. Um, tell me where um, you think Arch Manning is going to end up. You had a great feel, and you were breaking a lot of this news on the uh, on the Quinn Ewers situation. And so I, I, I feel like you've been monitoring this uh, Arch Manning situation pretty closely, too. When all is said and done, um, and, and I know he was taking some visits here recently, where do you think? Georgia, Texas, where does he, where does he actually end up? Yeah, I, I will say, like, um, Arch Manning isn't, hasn't really been my beat, so, like, my speculation would be more speculation than anything else. Um, I will say just kind of the industry buzz is probably Texas or Georgia. Alabama already has a 2023 take at quarterback in this class. Like, I don't think Arch Manning would be scared of another quarterback in a single class, but you don't see top high-tier quarterbacks go to the same school. So Texas and Georgia are kind of the schools I've been hearing a lot for them. I will say Arch Manning's high school teammate, he's a tight end in 2023, just committed to Texas over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe Arch and his teammate were on campus at the same time. Um, I think we are approaching a decision for Arch pretty quickly. Um, I think it could come very soon. As for which of those two schools it'll be, I I honestly don't know. I think I've heard a lot of buzz both directions and a lot of good reasons both directions. But I think those are the two schools in the driver's seat right now. I just, I would I would be lying if I said I knew exactly where he was going to go, though. Yeah, don't apologize for speculation ever when you're on talk radio, okay? That's not uh, – <laughs> all right, we hold you to a different standard than maybe some of your editors over there at 24-7 do. So uh, – but, but no, I you know, you, you follow this stuff closely. And I, I, I did love that note today also that you had about uh, 2021-22 – you, you have some uh, uh, portal numbers that you put out there. Uh, for the first time, uh, cleared 3,000 FBS entries in the transfer portal for, the, and, um, for, the, for that cycle, 2021-22. And as you said, with the new scholarship, the classes of each year, which used to have 25 limits, with that uh, going away, then you don't see this coming to a change. Would would doing these windows, whatever they're talking about with the transfer portal, would that curb any of the portal activity at all, or is it still going to be the same total amount? It's just going to be structured a bit differently. I think it would curb it a little bit because I think a lot of times we see players just make rash decisions, like on a whim, because right now there's really no limit to a player entering. Um, he could get annoyed, or he could just decide on a whim to go to compliance and ask for their his name to be entered and they enter it because it's just the rules. The windows I do think would take away some of that, but I still think we're trending towards record numbers next year. Even if we have windows with schools able to sign as many players as they want, there is more of a need in the transfer portal. And I think what we're also going to see is a lot of schools run players off to create more spots to improve their roster. That's just kind of the reality of what we're going to see. I had one flower five uh, director of player personnel a couple of weeks ago. Tell me, he thought we could get to 5,000 next year, potentially. We're going to see that many more because of these rule changes. Whoa. I don't know if it's going to be that extreme, but we're going to see a ton of players in the portal either way. It's just um, it's the new reality of college football. 5,000. next You're talking about in the 2022-23 cycle, perhaps, one, one Division One. That's amazing. That is uh, remarkable. Chris, good to uh, – Good to visit with you, and uh, we will catch up with you uh, soon. And if you uh, 
if you decide to break any news on any of these big uh, decisions, recruiting, you know, just tip us off first, okay? Absolutely, Matt. I will be the. I will let you know before anything breaks on that front for sure. <laughs> okay. All right. There he goes, Chris Hummer, twenty four seven, and uh, he's all over this portal and a lot of the recruiting and had a, had a nice uh, Q and A with Dave Aranda, where Dave really uh, shed some light on everything. Uh, kind of going on uh, with with him and his personality and really interesting stuff. All right, Campus Confidential is next. Recently on Game Time. From the Oklahoma and Ryan Aver. People have been really spoiled here over the last 20-something years. Not that they're just going to fall off a cliff this year, but I don't think it's realistic for them to compete for a national championship given the transition on defense and given some of the players that they lost offensively. But I think long-term, they're in really good shape with what Brent Venables has done to this program. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry, including rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings, plus jewelry for the Western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahea. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value you're trading and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. Like most of us, Ronnie Weathorn's reflecting on his dad these days. Who do you turn to for advice? When I needed a plumber, I asked my dad. When I wasn't sure what car to buy, I asked my dad. But one time, I chose my own mechanic. That didn't turn out so well. Dad looks at me and says, what did you do that for? I could have told you not to use that guy. So what are you going to do when you need foundation repair? You better ask Dad. And Dads, if you want to be the hero, you better say the foundation doctor. Only the foundation doctor will care for your kid's home the way you do. We never recommend work you don't need, and we offer the best products for the best value. The doctor will never be that guy. 
Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Texas goes 0-2 in the College World Series in the first team out. OU stays unbeaten, getting past Notre Dame 6-2. Today in the College World Series, Auburn and Stanford in the early elimination game, followed by Ole Miss and Arkansas tonight. New York Giants linebacker Justin Hillard was suspended two games for violating the league's policy on performing enhancing substance. Former Cowboys Nate Newton was inducted into the Black College Football Hall of Fame for his time at Florida A&M. On hand was former teammate Troy Aikman. Astros wrapped up the series with the White Sox with a 4-3 win. Astros have the day off before before starting a series with the Mets at home tomorrow night. Rangers lose their series to the Tigers, dropping yesterday's game 7-3. Rangers with the day off before starting a series hosting the Phillies tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Got a really cool interview coming up at 5 o'clock. And then later in the program, we'll hear from the winner of the U.S. Open. That was kind of exciting. Also, uh, man, Aaron came up with some really cool audio. We'll do that uh, at around 5.20 today. And, uh, but next, we, we do have uh, Juneteenth is a national holiday. And, of course, Juneteenth was yesterday. But Juneteenth is now a, a national holiday thanks to uh, a uh, Dallas area woman uh, named Opal Lee who uh, worked for this for many, many years. And um, Juneteenth, a very, very uh, special day. It's now a federal holiday and a national holiday. And uh, we have a special guest, the, the uh, dean of the journalism school at Baylor, in fact, um, to be, it's going to be on with us, uh, uh, Dr. Moody Ramirez. Dr. Mia Moody Ramirez will be on with us next, and we'll talk a little bit about that and get her thoughts on a lot of different areas. But first, let's see what's going on in the world of sports. And there's been all kinds of activity in terms of Baylor recruiting, College World Series, lots of stuff to choose from. We'll turn it over to... Aaron Sexton. We will start with recruiting. With recruiting, Baylor received their 13th and 14th commitments for the 2023 football class. The first, Bryson Washington from Franklin, originally committed to SMU, switched his commitment to Baylor today. He played running back, plays running back, and defensive back at Franklin is more than likely going to play defensive back in college. He had. 13 offers, according to 24-7 Sports, including Arkansas, TCU, Texas Tech, and Houston. He uh, 
in the state championship game, ran for 165 yards and three touchdowns on offense. On defense, he had five and a half tackles, and he just has a super long list of awards, including uh, first-team All-State defensive back as a sophomore and helped the Lions to back-to-back state title games, including the state championship last year. So uh, Franklin athlete Bryson Washington uh, flips his commitment from SMU to Baylor today. Also, LaGrange defensive tackle Jaron Woods picked Baylor today. He had 14 offers according to, excuse me, 10 offers according to 247 Sports, including Auburn, TCU, and Texas. He is a top 100 player in the state of Texas. He's a 6'4", 265-pound defensive lineman out of LaGrange. He is a two-sport star. He also throws discus and shot put in track and field. In uh, 2021, he had 61 tackles and six for loss and a sack for LaGrange. He's rated the 64th best defensive lineman, according to 24-7 Sports Composite. Well, both those are good, and I I love, you know, uh, Baylor continues. Once you have a really strong group of linemen, and both Apuica and Jackson Player will likely be draft picks. I don't know where they'll go in the draft, but they're both really, really good, outstanding players. Jackson Player, uh, some of these people that measure things and, and grade out players, graded as high as any de- interior defensive lineman in the country last year at Tulsa. Another Tulsa player's first-round draft pick for the Cowboys this season, so there's no reason to think that Jackson Player couldn't go fairly high in the draft. Apuica the same way. So, Baylor is a great destination for defensive linemen. And then, of course, defensive backs. Boogie Barnes goes in the draft. Uh, the heartbreak kid, J.T. Woods, went in the draft as a safety. Tejada didn't go in the draft, but he's an undrafted free agent with the Packers. And you go right down the line, Baylor's putting out a lot of strong defensive players. And then, of course, uh, I mean, it's safety. Uh, Baylor puts out... Uh, uh, Jalen Petrie, one of the greatest all-time Baylor players uh, in the history. And then Terrell Bernard, who was on with us recently after he was selected. What a uh, what a great moment that was for him. So, um, And there was somebody else, Aaron, we need to, I need to follow up with. One of the agents that I was in touch with, um, I think it's Treston Ebner's uh, agent. And, uh, and, and so we need to get Ebner on soon. It just popped into my head. Ebner went in the draft as well. Huge banner year for the Bears. That can't help, Aaron, but be a great thing in recruiting when you can point to a record number of recruits. And all you got to say is, okay, we had whatever, five or six players drafted. The team uh, hour and a half to the south had zero. You, can't, you could say that. That doesn't sound like something Dave Aranda would say, but it sounds like something I might point out. And um, does that remind you, Aaron, of that time Gary Patterson said something along those lines? He's like, <laughs> that campus an hour and a half down the road, they, they, uh, we're, nothing we did was as bad as that, Gary. Come on, Gary. <laughs> but um, I, I, I think this is, this is just tremendous. And, and then to flip the kid, I mean, SMU has been really good at both the portal – and just flat-out recruiting. And uh, Sonny Dykes did a good job there. Rhett Lashley has come in and sort of seemed to have continued the uh, momentum. 
But to get a kid to flip, especially one of our local lads. Aaron, I'm calling Franklin local. They can hear us. Can you hear me in Franklin right now? Text in 254-662-1660. I know they can. Our coverage map, Aaron, if I showed it to you, you'd get nervous. You'd be like, oh, my gosh, Mosley, I didn't know this many people could hear us. Uh, that's what happens, Aaron, when you're a radio and not a streaming-based uh, deal. Now, we do stream. We love our streaming audience, but we are a uh, we still do radio, of all things. Um, Aaron, tell me what else we have today, sir. Just a quick note. You mentioned uh, Apuica, the defensive tackle for Baylor. He is number 16 on Mel Kuyper Jr.'s big board Whoa. this year. So early Whoa. on, he is uh, projected as a mid-first-round pick before the season. Obviously, the board will change, but uh, there's a chance he could go up the board, uh, especially with the kind of numbers that I think the defensive line is going to put up this year. We call, in the scouting business, Aaron, we call guys like Apu the dancing bear. Now, Jackson Player may be more of a dancing bear because, and this has nothing to do with the Baylor bear. It's just kind of a happy coincidence, but... The dancing bear is a monster, massive man with incredibly quick feet. Jackson Player fits that. Now, Apu's quick, too. But Apu goes uh, power to speed, whereas Jackson Player goes speed to power. Now, if you're, you're saying, who of these guys is most like, you know, uh, like one of some of these linemen that are all pros in the NFL, Aaron Donald, for instance. I would say that Jackson Player is a little bit more like Aaron Donald, not only built like him a little more, but that kind of quickness. Aaron Donald is one of the best defensive players of the last 10 years in the NFL. Let's not put that on him. But if you're looking at, at past Baylor players, Apu Ika is a little bit more like Bravion Roy whereas Jackson players a little more like Andrew Billings, who was one of the great players of the Bryles era. You could argue either Billings was the best player or Xavion Howard, uh, who's gone on to great things at the pro level. So those were two of the best players for, uh, for the Bears that have gone on to great NFL careers. Aaron, what else do you have, sir? College Baseball World Series continues today. In the elimination game played earlier on ESPN, the 14-seed Auburn defeated second-seeded Stanford 6-2, knocking out the highest remaining seed in the College World Series. So Auburn remains in the College World Series, winning their elimination game. Tonight, in the double elimination round, on the winner's side, a spot in the finals is uh, up for grabs as Ole Miss and Arkansas play each other so uh no it's not for the finals they would have to win one more over the losers bracket winner but um arkansas and old miss in the winners bracket side tonight that's a six o'clock first pitch on espn in the calls world series all right i mean if they're playing i'm watching i like sports i like live sports and so i'll be monitoring this very closely. I was monitoring, uh, but I had something else. What else was I watching? Oh, golf. I was watching the U.S. Open. We'll have more on the U.S. Open. Oh, man, Dallas's own had a great shot to force a playoff, and he couldn't quite do it. But I love the man. Love Will Zalatoris. Aaron, 
Now you st- you lost a ton of weight, but neither one of us will ever get to the Will Zalatoris. I mean, that is a thin. <laughs> He's man. a thin guy. Isn't, yeah. Isn't it always amazing to see those? My dad used to call out of the golf course the flat bellies. Okay, the, those guys and. I may have gone through a brief stint where I was like that, but it was brief. It was uh, it was it it was maybe post college, right when I got married, and then boom, it just it, it it's <laughs> never been the same. But man, these guys to generate that kind of club head speed and that kind of length off the tee with it being as skinny as they are, it's crazy. I mean, it really is. They're these thin little guys, and they just crush it. Aaron, I mean, you would think if, if, if I showed up on the tee, and you'd think, oh, Mosley, he's got a little girth to him, okay? Played a lot of golf. I bet he can put it out there a little ways. Aaron, even if I hammered one, it would not, I mean, it wouldn't be anything where, like the folks out in Cottonwood would not be looking out the window to the first tee, like with the binoculars. They would not be impressed. I mean, if I really caught one i mean hammered it Mm, maybe 235 and that would require like some hard pan good roll all right uh it is uh aaron anything you wanted oh we got to go we got to go all right well save it aaron if you got something we'll do it a little bit later in the program we have one of the foremost scholars at baylor university she just won like this enormous award one of the great professors at baylor Dr. Mia Moody Ramirez joins us next. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Don't miss out on the Fiesta Mexalicious specials going on now at La Fiesta in Waco. From Fiesta fried ribs tossed in honey chipotle barbecue sauce drizzled with chipotle mayo to the all-new Lotes Esquite jalapeno roasted corn. Plus our other new Berea menu. Exquisite savory dishes full of culture and tradition like the all-new Berea enchiladas. And don't forget about their all-new fried ice cream topped with chocolate caramel sauce. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located on Franklin Avenue in Waco. I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we push to the side for something shiny and new. Now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks, whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20-year-old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again, get it dressed up again, and let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray and bed liners, we have it at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lakeier Drive in Waco. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our under 100-horsepower tractor lineup rated number one for reliability. Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home the Kubota L2501 tractor for zero down, 0% APR for up to 60 months, plus save up to $1,100 now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. 
We first opened the doors of Jeff Hunter Toyota in 1990 and have become the premier Toyota dealership in Waco. We offer a full selection of new Toyota models, have a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. There's a state-of-the-art service and body shop with factory-trained technicians and a full-line parts department. Stop by and see Kyle Tomlinson or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. Congratulations to the state champion Crawford softball team from ESPN Central Texas. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment. They're on it, whatever it is. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Audience Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, joined right now by Dr. Mia Moody Ramirez. And uh, uh, it, is, it is really uh, uh, special to be uh, joined by her, the uh, professor and chair of journalism, public relations, and new media. Um, I... I Dr. Uh, uh, Moody Ramirez, it seems like every time I look up, you have something added to your your uh, job description. Is this? Uh, <laughs> I hope you're being compensated for all these these oh, extra God. things. I mean, dean of the journalism school seems like enough to me, but there's a lot of things in that title I was noticing. Yes, it, it, it definitely keeps me busy, but it's worthwhile, <laughs> and I am compensated for it. <laughs> Thank you for having me on today. It is great. I was loving reading about Juneteenth and your comments uh, on Juneteenth, a special holiday. And I tell you, some of us grew up Texas public schools, did not know a lot about Juneteenth. I'm really hoping now more is told you know i even went to galveston uh recently about a year ago and that was a neat experience because i got to go uh to kind of where this started and and where juneteenth comes from but isn't it amazing uh that that in your family taught you about juneteenth early on but aren't you are you amazed that how many of your students that it seems like almost like it's just completely they've heard juneteenth over and over, yes. but no, but they don't always know exactly what it is. And I think the great thing is now it's finally a federal holiday. Maybe mm-hmm. finally more and more people are understanding what this is all about. 
Yes. So I am amazed. And it's not just students, but even some of my um, colleagues and adult friends, uh, they were unaware of what Juneteenth was. The ones who moved to Texas from somewhere else, um, you know, when they heard that we celebrated Juneteenth, many of them, you know, were unaware of it. They hadn't heard of it before and they just wondered, um, you know, why it took an extra two years for uh, enslaved people to find out about their freedom in Texas. Uh, And so many of them kind of, you know, kind of made them think that uh, people in Texas were a little backwards or behind uh, because they didn't really know the true history. And then once they learned the true history, uh, then they began to appreciate the holiday. What did folks do when they found that out in, in 1865, like it, it had to be, it was like, Oh my gosh. And then to find out by the way, Hey, we should have known about this two years ago. There had to be uh, <laughs> some belief. I'm pretty Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's, there had to be a little anger. Um, uh, and there, and there should have been, what was it yes. when you, when they, what have you read about that? Like when the news was, uh, w- was heard and received, I guess I've heard stories about people just immediately, sort of walking off where they had been, um, you yeah. know, and where they had been enslaved. What, how mm-hmm. quickly, and, and I would think some were just so shocked, you almost had to think through it. It's, not, it's, it's something they probably had always dreamed of and hoped for, but, but maybe weren't expecting to happen. Yes, yeah, so then they had to think about what's next, because they still had to provide for their families, and so they had to figure out, you know, what type of, how they would have an income, how they would make their money. Um, you had to understand what exactly it meant to be free. Um, and so, sharecropper. So they had a farm in Washington on the Brazos. My dad's side, uh, they he's from Herm, Texas. Um, and his father worked on the railroad and um, his mother owned a diner. But just, you know, they had to just figure out, well, you know, what's next. And, of course, they were the second generation after that. But they had to figure out, you know, what what should we do? How are we going to support our families? Um, and so it was on one hand, they were very excited about that freedom. But on the other hand, they had to figure out, uh, you know, what they were going to do now that they were free. It's interesting that Waco has uh, one of the largest Juneteenth parades and and i and i saw some of the pictures from that and that looked really interesting what is it you think about the waco community that juneteenth maybe even earlier than some other communities in texas has really been celebrated and commemorated What, what what do you think it is about our our local community that has has embraced this and and uh celebrated it while others are maybe a little slow to to recognize well, I think you you have um, in Waco you have some people who've been here for a long time uh, in those smaller cities and smaller towns. You know, as I said uh, in that interview that you read, we grew up uh, celebrating it. But you know, my mother is from Washington County, which is very small. My dad is from Hearn, which is very small. Um, so that might, and I know that they used to celebrate it in Mejia. Mejia used to be known um, for their Juneteenth celebrations. So it's these smaller towns that, and and now Waco is known for celebrating it. So it's the smaller towns that uh, where people may you know may not have as many transplants uh, versus Houston, Houston, Dallas, Austin. 
you have people who move in and they may not have been aware. That may be one reason. I'm I'm really not sure, but uh, mm-hmm. that you have a point there. Uh, we do celebrate it in big fashion in Waco. Um, and I actually, when I first, I moved to Waco in 1990. And even back then, I was on uh, the Waco Juneteenth Committee. Um, and back then, we would have a pageant. Um, we would have a block party. You know, so we've been celebrating Juneteenth and Waco in a big fashion for a long time. Um, and I guess it, it's something about the small town um, being able to, and Waco is not really a small town, but it certainly is smaller than Houston, Dallas, Austin, those areas. Um, and so it has always been celebrated in Waco. Now, is there any committee there at Baylor that you're not on, uh, Dr. Mia Moody Ramirez? <laughs> I'm, I'm on a lot of committees, but I really enjoy uh, the ones that I'm on. I'm really, I really enjoy working on those committees. Well, um, and the Juneteenth committee, I'm actually on the Juneteenth. There's a celebration at the Baylor Club, um, and one of my friends, uh, Betty Beard, pulled me in and asked me to serve on that committee. Um, I did not get to attend any events this year because I've been under the weather dealing with dental surgery. Um, so I didn't get to attend any events, but my family actually came to our house and we celebrated. We had a, a family celebration here where we barbecued and oh, nice. we had all the fixings. Um, so I was thankful that I was able to, to do something with my family. My parents came and my um, brother, two two brothers and their families came and we had a really good time and that's what it's really all about is getting together with family um, but then also having those community events as well well you sound great to have had uh, dental surgery i would be <laughs> oh, <laughs> i would be a long long <laughs> process <laughs> it's, it's, i've had implants so i don't know if you know anything about that it oh, takes man. a long time for your gums to heal so it's been a long process But anyway, I'm thankful to be getting over some of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope you uh, continue. What one of those committees you were on? You were on in those listening conversations, and and served on the committee that that made some thoughts. You know, had some changes to the quadrangle. I believe it is called the quadrangle Mm -hmm. now. We knew it as Burleson Quadrangle for all those years. Yeah, and, and, of course, I went to Baylor and so remember all the different things. And I, I think we are rethinking a lot of things in our country and at our universities, mm-hmm. and we think mm-hmm. about names and everything. What was that uh, What was that process like? I mean, you were asked to serve on it. Uh, my old English professor, I think Greg Garrett, was on there. If yes. you ever run into yes. Dr. Garrett, mm-hmm. you can ask him about Mosley. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't know if I was one of his better students. I think I... <laughs> I think he might well, list me as well, one of his more, so yeah, sure <laughs> there was some entertainment. <laughs> well, I like, I like Greg a lot and some of the things he's yeah. done in Washington, D.C. And he's spoken mm-hmm. at my church and he is, uh, but he, I, I don't recognize him now without the long hair. He has kind of a, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, he's more buttoned up now and well, has I, the short I haircut. I met him via Zoom. You know, we did, I think we were on like, two panels together maybe, but then uh-huh. I finally met him in person um, a few months ago, and that was wonderful. I met Greg and his wife, uh, but, you know, we've learned to communicate in different ways during the pandemic. It, that didn't stop us from holding our panels, and, and they were always about uh, some of the topics that we're discussing today related to gender, race, and media, 
Um, and yes, Greg is very knowledgeable in those areas. He's written a couple of books that are doing very well. Um, and so it was, it was nice to meet him in person. Yeah. Well, I, and was that process, were those some tough conversations? I mean, obviously a lot of these statues and they mean different things to different people. Um, I, I'm sure you had to sort yeah. of dig into the history. What Take me through a little yeah. of that process and, and, and who was kind of leading those discussions. I, I would imagine somebody was kind of moderating or was that just an equal, it was it several members, everybody kind of no, brainstorming at first? We, yes, we actually had three moderators. Um, we had three leaders, um, and they were very knowledgeable and skilled in, in leading our discussions. Uh, the discussions were very organized. We had readings. We met every week, I think, um, and that met every week for several months, I think maybe uh, six months. Uh, so we we spent a lot of time thinking about uh, the process. It wasn't something that we just did willy-nilly, but we looked at uh, all of the representations that we have on campus, we looked at all of the statues, uh, we even looked at the mace. I know you probably have heard uh, they changed the mace to a Bible. Uh, that mace is seen as at, at every graduation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we, we studied everything, every uh, everything that was related to the history of Baylor as it relates to uh, the period of enslavement. Um, and so much of what we did was we tried to add to what we already had versus taking away uh, so one of the first things that we're doing is adding the two statues of the first two uh, black graduates of um, Baylor University. So that, that was one of the things the committee talked about is like, what can we do to add to what we already have? Uh, and then also some of the things that we have on campus, such as the Judge Baylor statue, uh, they're going to add signs that offer more details about the history of Judge Baylor uh, as it relates to the period of enslavement. Um, so we, we were very intentional, very thoughtful. We put a lot of time and effort into the process. Um, and we were, you know, before each meeting, we were presented with information so that we could study all the different representations that we have on campus. Uh, so I think that the committee, you know, we all took it seriously. And I think we did a really good job uh, in putting our heads together and figuring out uh, what would be best for Baylor uh, now and uh, for years to come, because we realized that the decisions that we made as a committee, they're going to have an impact on on Baylor uh, for eternity. And so we took our our responsibilities very seriously uh, in serving on that committee. Dr. Mia Moody Ramirez joining the Matt Mosley show, uh, the chair of the journalism department, new media uh, it does so much there at Baylor. Also, the 2021 Cornelia Marshall Smith Award winner, which is an awesome thing. Yes, yes. And one of one of <laughs> my, uh, yeah, you bet. One of my uh, buddies who teaches there in the communi- communi- communications uh, school. I'm having trouble communicating as we speak. That's he okay. reminded me that um, that Cornelia. I had I did not remember this. Maybe because I didn't spend enough time in the library. But that when I was at Baylor, Cornelia Marshall Smith was indeed still working at Armstrong Browning Library. So, you know, sometimes we think of these names and think, okay, that was somebody back in the, 
you know, early two, uh, early 1900s or something. But uh, this is someone yes. who continued <laughs> into the until 1990s. Her 90, she was 90-plus uh, years old and, and, and wow. still uh, doing things. And, and to me, it was special because she was also the chair of a department, you know, and for uh, me to receive that award, and I'm the chair of a department, you know, it was just that just made it even more special to me um, because I know during that period that was, um, certainly not the norm. And even now, we don't, at Baylor, we, we do have more women. Of course, the president of Baylor University is a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are, at Baylor, they are working to have more women in those uh, those high-profile positions. Um, but that was just, you know, that was just icing on the cake, uh, the fact that she was also the chair of a department at Baylor. Yeah, well, that's uh, that was a very, uh, uh, that's a huge award so congratulations and i think to do that you've got to be recognized by all your students and that kind of thing and and uh as a professor so they must think highly of you sports wise um (laughs) yeah now from a sports standpoint journalism school Mm -hmm. now when i was at baylor i went to end up going to law school i was a history major uh i Mm -hmm. journalism lloyd Mm -hmm. gould ran the journalism department what a character we just took it and and he would talk about (laughs) All the places he'd been, all the all the people he'd met, um, it was an, it was an interesting thing. Now, but back then, and I didn't take advantage of it like I should have. Frank Fallon, the legend, was teaching mm-hmm. broadcasting. What what's going on in the journalism uh, school, sports wise, right now? For people, I, I see some of your students. Uh, I'll see Bruce, and then I see, uh, one yeah. of your your teachers, mm-hmm. and then I'll see. Um, Michael, one of your young students, showing up at a lot of the games and and mm-hmm. uh, and covering things. So it's fun to see that. But what all what all can students that maybe want to be involved in a sports career? Um, and because oh, well, these these days, I don't know whether to encourage them or talk them out of it. Quite honestly. Well, no, I think you should encourage them. We are actually um, thanks to Bruce uh, Bruce Geetson, who you just mentioned. We're actually launching a broadcast sequence in the fall. Um, and so many of the prospective students who come to campus uh, to talk with us and and uh, who are interested in majoring in journalism, public relations, and new media, many of them tell us, well, I'd like to go into broadcast journalism. Um, and so we haven't had a concentration previously. However, they have been able to get, intern- get internships in Waco. Uh, and then Bruce started Lariat TV a few years ago. So they've been able to work um, on the Lariat TV staff. So we have been able to offer them opportunities uh, to get experience in broadcast journalism, but we didn't have that concentration. So we are launching that in the fall. Um, And many of those students will, those are the ones that you'll see out covering uh, football games, basketball games. They'll be the ones interested in sports journalism. Um, But I would say a large portion of those students are actually interested in uh, covering sports. Um, and so that is interesting that you asked that question. We also have opportunities in uh, public relations. Some of them go into PR uh, for teams, different teams, or for universities. I don't know if you remember, uh, if you know Maxie Parrish. He just oh, yeah. retired this year, but that's actually how he got his start uh, in PR uh, in sports at Baylor. So there are many opportunities out there. So don't tell them um, that they shouldn't major in journalism, public okay. relations, and new media. Send them our way. 
<laughs> uh, there are plenty of opportunities out there, and oh. we're actually we're um, our placement rates have increased. Uh, we're almost at a hundred percent. And Cassie Burleson, she's one of she's our professor who works with internships uh, and helps with those placements after they graduate. We also we also work with the Career Center. Um, a couple of individuals there help us place our students. Amy Rylander. Uh, it's who I work with closely, and we have a new person. Uh, her name is Leah, um, and we work very closely with them to help our students get jobs after they graduate. Um, and, in fact, we sponsor something almost weekly that's called Cafe Castellaw, um, and we encourage students to drop by. They can Not only do they get refreshments, uh, but we also talk to them about uh, their resumes, about their elevator speeches, um, and the goal is, of course, to make sure that they have jobs once they graduate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to stop by there. I don't think I've updated yeah. the resume in about 15 years. So that would be some, <laughs> well, I, I need to kind of touch that thing up. I'd love so. to have you. Matter of fact, you might even want to host one of the Catholic Cats Law. <laughs> That'll be a good way. We, we, have, we invite other, you know, different groups to host. So sometimes we'll have a group host Cafe Castellaw, like if they want to get the word out about whatever they're doing. Uh, we hosted one to, we relaunched the American Studies program uh, last spring, and so we held a Cafe Castellaw to talk about that. And also mm. we've launched an online um, master's degree, um, so we hosted one specifically to talk about that online master's degree as well. So anytime, if there's a special topic, uh, in, in just pitch the idea to us and and you know that is a good opportunity because we know we're going to have an audience uh so it is a good opportunity to host uh when we're hosting cafe castellaw anyway uh just to attach something to it attach an event to it uh because we know we're going to have students stop by and ask questions well, listen, it was uh, fun to get to visit with you, and uh, we've known each other for a little bit now. And yes, uh, ask uh-huh. uh, Greg Garrett, if you, if you, next time you talk to him, uh, ask him about the report I did on all the pretty horses. Uh, the <laughs> okay, person giving, I'll ask him. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's still being talked about. I may or may not have read the book, but, but was able to give quite a report on it. So okay, uh, well, Cormac McCarthy's famous. That uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Sometimes it's not the process, but it's the final product, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. He still brings that up. But uh, well, anyway, well, listen, great to visit with you on a really special day. And, and a lot of folks have worked well, hard to make this me. happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I even think yes, about our, uh, our Dallas-Fort Worth uh, uh opal lee uh i mean that, yes. that is just uh-huh. amazing mm-hmm. you know the the that work she's amazing. done yeah to yes, uh to, to do this what is she the grandmother of, of um juneteenth correct i think yes. that's what they call her yeah the grandmother and she walked um many many miles to kind of garner attention for the the day for juneteenth uh she was able to get a lot of media attention she started her walk in fort worth i think and I'm not sure where she ended. I don't know if she, uh, I don't know how far, but I know that she walked really far. And she was able to get a lot of media attention uh, for doing that. So that's yeah. wonderful to have people who are so committed. Yeah, I would, I would, I would say so. Well, we will, uh, we will talk to you soon. I really appreciate you being on with us. Okay. Well, thank you, and you have a blessed day. Okay, you do the same. Dr. Mia Moody. 
Ramirez, the the chair of journalism, public relations, and um, new media. So good to visit with her. Okay, we have a lot to get to here. We need to catch you up on a couple things, including there is a U.S. Open champion, and we'll discuss next. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel & Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel & Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com. Hey, this is Tom Barfield with the ESPN Central Texas Morning Show, and I'm here to tell you that Hurley Benefits has played a big role in helping me and my family with all of our health, dental, and vision insurance needs. Don't have health insurance? I highly recommend you call the experienced and knowledgeable team at Hurley Benefits. They specialize in affordable life insurance, health insurance, dental and vision insurance, Medicare supplements, and much, much more. Check them out at HurleyBenefits.com. That's H-U-R-L-E-Y Benefits Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Congratulations to the state champion Valley Mills baseball team from ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. 
You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Texas goes 0-2 in the College World Series in the first team out. OU stays unbeaten, getting past Notre Dame 6-2. Today in the College World Series, Auburn and Stanford in the early elimination game, followed by Ole Miss and Arkansas tonight. New York Giants linebacker Justin Hillard was suspended two games for violating the league's policy on performing enhancing substance. Former Cowboys Nate Newton was inducted into the Black College Football Hall of Fame for his time at Florida A&M. On hand was former teammate Troy Aikman. Astros wrapped up a series with the White Sox with a 4-3 win. Astros have the day off before starting a series with the Mets at home tomorrow night. Rangers lose their series to the Tigers, dropping yesterday's game 7-3. Rangers with the day off before starting a series hosting the Phillies tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley show. We're going to take you right up until six o'clock, and we we've had a, a busy weekend of activity. And I wanted to. There's a couple of things that Aaron had for us today, and I was kind. Of, I was really. I was really excited. We've just had so much going on. We've had Baylor commits. We had. Uh, we also had some College World Series stuff over the weekend. The Longhorns have come and they've gone. I felt bad for our guy, Aaron. There's a guy named Danny Davis who covers the Longhorns for the Austin American Statesman. And he got COVID. So he was going to wait a couple of days, see if he could test negative, and then get on out there. Uh, he just was going to miss the first couple of games. And then they lost the first two games. And they've already headed back to Austin, a team that's been out there 38 or 39 times. They've only won, Aaron, did we ever decide five or six? Either five or six of them. Still, that's, you know, six more than the Bears have ever won. Aaron, I did get excited. Speaking of College World Series, also, earlier today, a video goes out. Mitch Thompson saying hello to everybody out from the Baylor ballpark. He's on the field, got his Baylor cap on. He's looking good. He's all Baylored up. Very excited to see Mitch back in that environment. And the news came down earlier today. In fact, I was one of the ones putting it out there uh, via social media. You can follow me at at Matt Mosley, M-A-T-T-M-O-S-L-E-Y. And uh, the press conference, which I don't know why they've waited, but, hey, we'll just let the College World Series get over with and and, uh, be able to focus on Mitch. It will be. Thursday at 11 a.m. And you're invited. You're all invited. It'll be at the Baylor Club. So there'll be a nice, um, I think I know the room they'll have it in. Uh, It'll be right there. You kind of go like you're going to the Baylor Club, and there's a big ballroom right on that uh, level three, third floor, I believe. And then you just, uh, or maybe they'll send you up to the fourth floor, probably the third floor. And we'll all gather in there. There'll be an area for the media 
the assembled media, and then the rest of the crowd will sit kind of uh, back around the media in other chairs, and there'll be there'll probably be applause, and that's fine, that's welcome, uh, just as long as we don't see that from the the media. Come on now, we cannot be no cheering in the press box, and we'll uh, some of us will have questions for Mitch that we'll ask, and then Aaron will Mac will be available, Mitch will be available, and we'll have some of that audio. Uh, I'm sure uh, Tom Barfield will be there, and Ward may be over there, and we then we'll be actually going to carry it live. Okay, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's good. We'll all be there, and we'll just carry the thing live at eleven. Oh, cool, Aaron. That means we'll be breaking into regularly scheduled programming to bring the press conference live. I'm glad you passed that along. Um, Tom Barfield, program director, making an executive decision, and I think it's a good one. Uh, we'll carry that at 11 uh, a.m., and then, uh, of course, we'll react to it. We may play a little bit of it later in the show. Um, John Morris' show will be at 2 o'clock as usual, and then I'll be on at, or excuse me, 3 o'clock for John Morris, and I'll be on at 4 to 6, and we'll all have a big time, and we'll all be right there on hand, right there in the Baylor Club for that. We love the Baylor Club, longtime sponsor, partner of ours, and we appreciate that. Now, Aaron, for our Aggies out there, let's give our Aggies, let's give them their due. Aggies um, lost right out of the chute to OU. It was not pretty. They got way down. They fought back to make it 12-8, but they ended up losing ooh, like 13-8 or something like that. They did fight back, so you got to give them that. And But uh, they, they fought, they beat Texas and Texas kind of tried to fight back, but they couldn't do it. And that Palish, that Tyler Palish, I think is his name, came from Stanford. Lefty, love is grit. A and M has struggled all year with some of their pitching, especially some of their starting pitching. But they're hanging around, hanging around, and and I think it was big for them to win a game. And Aaron, I don't want this to shock anybody, but after they won. The Aggies did do a lot of horns down action. Lots of horns down. <laughs> I hope. I don't think the SEC. I wonder if the SEC will come up with a rule. The Big Twelve, into you know, said it would be a fifteen yard penalty to do horns down, and that, that you could get in trouble for doing that. I think the SEC is going to let them do whatever they want. They'll let everybody do the horns down, and so that that was uh, what the Aggies were doing. But we want to let you hear a little bit from. Uh, Jim Schlossnagel, this is the head coach, Texas A&M, used to be the head coach at TCU, first year at A&M, and this was Schloss, as we call him, talking about beating those Texas Longhorns. Yeah, I mean, I think that's great for the fans. You know, obviously, you know, I haven't been at Texas A&M long enough to, I mean, I, I know it's a big deal. I'm, I'd rather win a national title, you know, and so um, if that comes at the expense of winning the game against Texas or whomever, then that's great. I don't want to downplay it, but I think those things are more for the fans uh, than they are for for um, the players and coaches. If we if we get into that that kind of thought process, then we're going to be, you know, having a different mindset in one game than we are in another game. I mean, I would have rather beaten Oklahoma. 
to be honest with you, and be one to know and playing a night game. It's, it's a little cooler at night. But um, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's yeah, I get it. I get it. And it's fun. It's fun to hear the fans going back and forth. It's fun, you know, to have the alma maters sung or the war hymn, you know, on one side and the, you know, whatever they call it on that side. I, I mean, that's great. You, you, you don't see that a lot of places. And so to bring that to Omaha is pretty is pretty awesome. <laughs> Schlossnagel, whatever they call it, I mean, he, surely he knows. It's the <laughs> eyes of Texas, and the Aggies were getting after it, having a good time out there, Texas A&M. Now, Aaron, it, it's, that is funny what he said about his players and coaches, because if you think about it, how long has, has A&M been in the SEC now? I'm thinking back to when Johnny was doing his thing. Johnny never played in the Big 12. So that was, we're now in 2022. Was that back in like 2011 or 12, Aaron, or 2013? When did all that happen? 2012. Okay. Let's think about it. their first year in the SEC. We're, we're talking about... Ten years ago, how old were these players? They were like nine years old. So they don't, this Texas thing, I mean, I'm not saying they, they don't hear about it and it's talked about and it shows up in school songs, and I get all that, but it's not, it's not some monster rivalry in their mind. So he's right when he says it's still a big deal to fans of a certain age. But to like 22 and under, or even 25 and under, it's kind of, they've kind of lost it. They've lost a generation of the huge rivalry. Now, they can pick it up. They can get this thing going. When they get in the same conference here in a couple of years, we can get this thing rolling again, and it will it'll get back to being a hated, fun rivalry. But, Aaron, the blood-boiling hatred of the Longhorns that come from Aggie fans is really only you got to be 30 and above to have it. Think about that. you gotta be, You got to be basically 30 or older to truly have that, unless as a younger kid or whatever, uh, maybe in high school, you had it passed down from family members to hate Texas and to love that rivalry. But for the most part, you got to be 30 and above to truly feel the depth, the hatred, the fun of that rivalry. Is that an accurate statement, Aaron? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a great point. You know, the the kids that are going uh, kids, they're young men, but that are that are signing with A and M in the last couple of years, like you said, I mean they were eight, nine years old when Texas A and M went to the SEC. So all they've known pretty much their whole lives of following A and M football is SEC and those rivalries. Aaron, I got just got something came across my desk. A lot of these Texas players uh, that just lost to Texas A&M, they have entered the portal, want to play for Mitch Thompson. All right, so several several Texas players. No, no, I don't think that's happened. Okay, David Pierce has built a beautiful, a great program, but Aaron, if if Mitch. Needs to get, we got to get cracking on this. Today's the 20th. July 1st is some kind of big portal thing. 
I don't even, I mean, I, I don't understand all these deadlines, but there's something July 1st that has to do with the portal, the, the summer portal or spring portal, whatever we want to call it. And so Mitch has to hit the ground running. So I, that's what I'm going to ask him Thursday, Aaron. I'm going to say, welcome, Mitch. Glad to have you. How's the portal looking? Who are you bringing in? What do you think of these current guys on the team? Now, Aaron, what do you think? Isn't that got to be interesting for those guys that already jumped in there, Trey Richardson to TCU, Kyle Nevin to Oklahoma? That's got to be an interesting feeling, isn't it? I mean, I'm not saying they regret their decision because they had to do whatever, and and maybe they'll – I'm sure they're excited, and that's fine. I want them to be excited. I don't I don't harbor anything. But don't you think their their parents or even those kids are like, hmm, they hired Mitch Thompson from across town. Like, I wonder if there's any thought, hey, what if we had waited a few more days? Well, I guess we'll never know. We'll never know. I hope they are very proud and happy with their decisions. I do not I, – I wish nothing – the only time I wish poorly on those young men – is when they're playing the Bears. I want them to go 0 for 4, 0 for 5. Other times, I'll, I want Trey Richardson to do well, and I want the Nevin kid to do well. Aaron, have you seen anybody else who's tried to transfer out? Or is, there's, uh, there were several in the transfer portal. I don't think we've seen anything else. No, not. All right. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's still players in the portal, but nobody's made a decision to leave except for those two that I know of. All right. The portal is a scary place Aaron's peeking in it right now Aaron do we have time real quick to play this other uh, audio that I was excited about or do we need to wait yeah no we can get okay it. um this is we got a lot of golfers who listen to this program I love golf love talking about it um I was talking to my buddy today Blair Browning and and one of his great friends was long time in the uh, the golf business in Waco Josh Dameron love all our local pros um, and, and, and love the courses, love playing locally. But, Aaron, this U.S. Open, it was so fascinating, and we finally got to focus on the weekend. Instead of all that stupid stuff about the Saudi back tour, the Live Series, we got to focus on the actual golf, and I mean some big-time golf got going. And these were monsters. These were the big guppies. These were not guppies. These were the big fish. And you had Scheffler circling like a shark he got a lead he's at six under i'm like is he gonna bury these folks he did not will zalatoris hadn't won yet at all but the guy is constantly in top tens i think he's already had six top tens in majors and he's only like 23 24 years old went to wake forest great guy from the dallas fort worth area and matthew fitzpatrick he's already played in Ryder cups he's unbelievable he's 27 years old he's great and he and Zalatoris came down the stretch. McElroy was hanging in there. He was doing some stuff. Matsuyama, former major winner, was rolling. I loved, Aaron, the first part of the U.S. Open. It's like, who are these people? Who are these people? And then suddenly, all the big dogs showed up. And Matt Fitzpatrick hit a huge shot into 18 from the sand, and it was gorgeous. Now, he did not convert the birdie. But it put him in position to have our man uh, Zaltoris miss the putt, and Fitzpatrick wins his first major. He also, some people call the U.S. Amateur a major. He did win that one, and he became the first uh, European player in 100 years to win it. Here's Matthew Fitzpatrick on winning 
the U.S. Open. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, it's just uh, the feelings out of this world. It's um, it's so cliche, but it's stuff you dream of as a kid. And uh, yeah, to achieve it, uh, I can retire a happy man tomorrow. So, I think there were expectations, but I, I didn't feel like I didn't feel them. Uh, in my opinion, um, you know, the, the field's such a such a strong field. So many great golfers playing. Um, but I think for me. Obviously, the expectations were for me to play well, but I feel like having won the U.S. Amateur here as well, I just felt so comfortable around this place. Uh, nowhere to hit it, nowhere to miss it. Um, and, um, yeah, just happy to be uh, unbeaten around this place. Man, it's so neat. He and, and, and I said he won the U.S. Amateur. He won the U.S. Amateur at Brookline. He won it at the country club where, where this U.S. Open was played. Aaron, only one other golfer has done that all time. Won their first major, uh, won the U.S. Amateur and their first major on the same course. Aaron, you care to hazard a guess? Ooh, this would be Tiger. A good sh- schmal- <laughs> oh, shit. I literally thought you said Tacker at first. <laughs> oh, no, not Terry Tacker. No, um, that's a, always a good guess. I mean, it's kind of like, guessing Jesus on anything that has to do with the Bible. Tiger is a great people like Mosley don't compare Tiger to G- I'm not. I'm not. But Tiger is always a good guess. No, this would be the man that Tiger is still chasing when it comes to major championships, none other than Jack Nicholas. He did it at Pebble Beach. Won the US amateur there and then won his first major and what a uh, what an awesome what an awesome guy to be uh, compared to or even mentioned with. And the cool thing about it, Aaron, occasionally people will win these big majors, and you're kind of like, Ugh, are they ever going to win one? Like I wonder that about Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, maybe he just hits it so far that he'll stumble into another one. I mean, John Daly won two majors, even though he's one of the great screw ups of all time. But I, I Fitzpatrick. Zalatoris hasn't won one yet. He's going to. Scheffler's going to keep winning them. I mean, he won the Masters. He could have easily won this thing. Great, great players were vying for this thing down the stretch. And this became a mono mono type situation. Love the U.S. Open. Anybody wants to sound off on what they saw in the U.S. Open, text us. I may read it. 254-662-1660. 254 254- 662-1660. The dismount's next. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. They buy gold and silver jewelry at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Bring in your broken or scrapped jewelry or perhaps an item you want to say goodbye to. And the professionals at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond will make you a cash offer on the spot. These jewelry appraisals are free. And you can also trade in your unwanted gold or silver jewelry for an existing item in the store. It's the world's greatest Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping to break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with the Kalea Wealth Management Group. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on our website or Spotify. 
Clayowulf Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saying, I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment. They're on it, whatever it is. Listen up. If you take pride in your lawn, you need to mow with the best, Gravely. The made in the USA, perfect cut quality grass devour and beast of the zero turns. Gravely residential mowers are built just as tough as their commercial machines with comfort and features you won't find on other mowers. Mow with perfection. Get yourself a Gravely. The full line of Gravely residential mowers is available at Landscape Supply. Come visit our new 10,000 square foot showroom in Spiegelville for the largest selection of outdoor power equipment. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Texas goes 0-2 in the College World Series in the first team out. OU stays unbeaten, getting past Notre Dame 6-2. Today in the College World Series, Auburn and Stanford in the early elimination game, followed by Ole Miss and Arkansas tonight. New York Giants linebacker Justin Hillard was suspended two games for violating the league's policy on performing enhancing substance. Former Cowboys Nate Newton was inducted into the Black College Football Hall of Fame for his time at Florida A&M. On hand was former teammate Troy Aikman. Astros wrapped up the series with the White Sox with a 4-3 win. Astros have the day off before before starting a series with the Mets at home tomorrow night. Rangers lose their series to the Tigers, dropping yesterday's game 7-3. Rangers with the day off before starting a series hosting the Phillies tomorrow night. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the dismount. It's our good night to you. And it's been a, a nice and fun, busy day. We've had a lot. Aaron, there was one thing. I'm thinking back on some of the things we learned today. I like our guests because they they teach us things. I, I Dr. Uh, Moody Ramirez, the uh, chair of the journalism school at Baylor, was on with us earlier. Some of the things that she grew up knowing about Juneteenth. Uh, as she said, she was shocked that even some of her own faculty members, uh, her, her own colleagues here at Baylor, 
uh, don't know that much about Juneteenth and really what it goes back to. But it was a special day today. It uh, first time for a lot of people. It's been a, a federal. It, it has become a national holiday. But today was a federal holiday, and um, the banks were were closed, and it was. Uh, it, it's just come a long way. And the grandmother of Juneteenth, who we uh, we talked about, her name is Opal Lee, uh, from Fort Worth, Texas. And she was in the one of the Juneteenth uh, celebrations, a walk. And Aaron, she's either 82 or 92. And this walk started like in Fort Worth. And I forget where they were walking to, but my goodness. I mean, to be that old and to be out leading a walk, what a remarkable woman. And so uh, a, a happy Juneteenth to uh, all our listeners in a very, very special day. All right. Um, had a lot of great stuff today. Appreciate everybody who's a part of it. Thank you, Aaron. Good work by you. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock sharp. Good night, everybody. This is the Big 12 Buzz, a daily look inside Big 12 Athletics. Here again is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody's number check of Big 12 Athletics on the Monday Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. Coming up, the rave reviews continue to come in for Baylor's new head baseball coach, Mitch Thompson. Details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. Hey folks, John Morris for the Brunerado family.